I'm all about 55 and hoodies and sweatshirts. I'm all about it. All right. Oh, which means we're just going to have to have some fires then, huh? This is perfect fire weather. Yeah. There's a clap for fires. Yeah. For the firemen. All right. Grab your Bible. We started a brand new series last week, and it is called Who's in Charge? Right? The Battle for Authority. And last week, we started off this series by saying there has to be, and hopefully you remember this, if you weren't here last week, you should go online and listen. In order to talk about authority, there has to be a standard, a single standard, ultimate authority. Because if there isn't, how could we have any clue who's in charge, who to obey, what, what goes, what rules, uh, what morals, what ethics, all of that. There has to be a standard, and we saw that last week. And so if there is a standard, then it must be the guy who created everything. And if we're in church today. We believe that God created the heaven and the earth, Genesis chapter one and verse one. And so if God created everything, guess what? That means he ultimately is in charge. He's the big boss man. He is the ultimate standard. He's the ultimate authority. And we saw last week, we did a small Bible study on God and his authority as creator. And because God is the ultimate creator and the ultimate authority, he can do whatever he wants. And what he's done is he's delegated some authority to some people. And so what we saw was that God has a son. His name is Jesus, right? Jesus is not just God's son. He is equal with God. And so Jesus carries the same authority as God. And we see that in the scriptures. And we also saw that God's name, like Halsey reminded us this uh, before worship, God's name has authority because God's name is higher than any other name. And then the Bible tells us, okay, well, if God has authority and Jesus has authority and God's name has authority, well, guess what? In the book of Psalms, we find out that God has exalted his word above his name. That means he's magnified, he's placed his very words above his name. And so that means that God's words are the ultimate authority because that's how God communicates. If God is the ultimate authority, then what he says are the rules. That makes sense, right? That's not that hard. God's words have authority. They have power. We saw last week that in Genesis chapter 1, if you look back at the creation week, how did God create the universe? Anybody? He spoke it with words into existence audibly. Air passed through his vocal cords, whatever that looks like as an omniscient God. I'm just trying to picture it the way he made us look with flesh. God's words breathed life into existence. And so God is, as the creator, the ultimate authority, the ultimate standard for truth, and he has given us his word. And within the pages of this book, or the pixels of your app, are the very standard for truth. There has to be a standard for truth, because if there isn't, who would be in charge, and how would we know who is? And so the basis for this study is Romans chapter 13, verses 1 and 2. This is where we get it. If you look up at the screen, we have it. If not, you've got a Bible in your hand, hopefully. Romans 13 and verse 1 says, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Now, if you weren't here last week, that word damnation sounds scary because it's like half a cuss word. But it does, it's not, we're not talking about eternal damnation. We're not talking about losing salvation. The word damnation comes from the word condemnation. And if you're condemned, that means you're found guilty, you're punished. So what he's saying is all people should be subject unto higher powers or authorities. And there's no power, there's no authority but of God because those powers that be 
were ordained. They were placed in effect by God. So, verse 2, if you resist that power, what are you doing? You're resisting the ordinance, the laws, the rules of God. That's the idea. God has placed authorities in the world and in your life to help you. Not, not just to keep you down or to be a party pooper. God has placed rules. God has placed authority in our life to keep things on track. And so we are to s- subject ourselves to those. We're to submit to authority. And so in this series, what we're going to be doing for the next several weeks is looking at the different authorities that God's word, remember, that the whole point of last week was we can't have this series without understanding that God's word is the authority. And so if God's word is the authority, when we look in this word, and see what it says about who should be in charge, well, then we believe it, because this is truth, and this is the authority. So, tonight, we're going to be looking at probably all y'all's favorite authority, parents, right? Isn't that y'all's favorite, your parents? I know you guys like your parents, you do. You probably don't enjoy them being in charge, but you're not 18 yet, and you still live under their roof, so guess what? You got to live by their rules, right? That's not just something goofy that your parents might say. It's it's truth, and it comes from God's word. Because as a child or, or a teen, a young adult, as a student, God has placed parents in your life as an authority. He's delegated authority to your parents. So we're gonna look at just a couple of verses, verses in Ephesians chapter six, if you wanna turn there. Ephesians six, verses one through three. And some of you, if you came up in our church, if you've been in there any length of time or came up through our children's classes with uh, Pastor Craig or um, who, was, who was the children's director before Craig? No, not Miss Judy. We had Miss Judy. Sherry, Miss Sherry, that's right. We had Miss Judy, Steve. That was a long time ago. <laughs> but if you came up in our children's ministry at FBC, you probably memorized these verses at some point, right? Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. You don't even have to memorize it. You just read it. Come on, guys. Verse 2. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Now, what am I doing here? Am I just cherry-picking a verse and saying, okay, we're going to talk about parents tonight? No, last week, we set up that God's word is the ultimate authority. And so since he, Romans 13, delegates authority, we're going to study who God says is in charge. And so in Ephesians 6, God gives us a specific command and says, children, obey your parents. So God has set up an authority in our lives. And so we're going to look at that tonight. What does it mean to obey our parents? That's number one. Obey your parents. Parents, if you're listening online, I expect to get a bunch of brownie points for tonight, okay? Obey your I am on your parents' side. Obey your parents. Why? Because the Bible says so. Verse one, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. God commands us to obey our parents. Well, how? How do we do that? Well, I want to look at obedience in general. And this, this stretches to more than just our parents. This stretches to any authority. What is obedience? How does that work? But your first bullet point there is obedience is an action. Obedience is an action. If we skip down a little bit in Ephesians 6, after it talks about parents, it's going to talk about servants. Or, or you could say in today's context, like an employee who would serve a boss. And so we're, we're talking about obedience and authority in general in Ephesians 6. So if we skip down there to verse 5, it says, Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in singleness of your heart as unto Christ, 
not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. See, obedience isn't just about eye service, making it look like you're obeying. No, no, no. It says, as the servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. It's, obedience isn't just about saying that you'll do something. It's, it's actually physically doing whatever someone has asked you to do, specifically in this context, your authority or, or your parents. It's interesting that if you look through your Bible and you find the very first time that the word obey is mentioned, if we're going to talk about obeying and obedience, the very first time the word obey is mentioned is in Genesis 27, and it's in the context of Isaac, a father, telling his son what to do. <laughs> it's funny that the word obey, the first time it shows up, is talking about parents and not just government or something like that. Look at Genesis 27, verse 8. Isaac says, Now therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. What's he asking him to do? He's asking him to do whatever he tells him. That's to obey. It's obedience is an action. It's not just something, uh, you don't just give your parents lip service, say, yeah, yeah, whatever. No, obedience is an action. In, in, in uh, let's see, Matthew, yeah, Matthew 21, Jesus is gonna tell us a parable about a father and his two sons. Okay, so this is a little story. Let's look at the story that Jesus tells. Matthew 21, verse 28, he says, a certain man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, son, go work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. Well, man, if, if he lived in my house, he would have got smacked right across the face. Or not the face, sorry, this is 2018. He would have gotten a, a kind little smacking on the rear. <laughs> if I would have said to my dad, I will not. Oof, that would have been a bad, a bad scenario. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he repented and went. And he came to the second and said, likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. And went not. Okay, so you see the, the two sons' responses. The first one, he said, hey, go do this. And he said, I'm not going to do that. He, get, he repents later, and he comes and does it. The second one, he says, hey, go do this. He says, yeah, I'll do that. And he doesn't do it. Verse 31. Whether of them twain did the will of his father? Jesus asked them, okay, which of these two obeyed, did the will of their dad? It's pretty obvious, isn't it? They, they answer correctly. They say unto him the first. Jesus said unto them, verily, I say unto you, the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. So God is, Jesus is telling a parable for a specific purpose for the Pharisees. But here's the idea. Who obeyed his father? The one who said he's gonna do it and didn't? Or the one who didn't do it but repented and he came back and actually, it's, it's the one who did it. It's not the one who just said he was gonna do it and then didn't do it. Obedience is an action. The obedient son was the one who did what his father asked. Even though he had a wrong reaction initially, he repented and he did what his father asked him to do. Saying you'll do something and not doing it is not obedience. It's sin. It's sin. James chapter 4 tells us that. It says, therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. So you could translate this into the context of obeying your parents. If you know to do something that your parents tell you to do and you don't do it, guess what? That's not just being forgetful. It's sin. God says you're breaking my commandment. You're breaking my word. You're not obeying your parents. James 1.22, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Do you see the pattern here? God wants us to obey his word by doing it, not just hearing it. And so, let me guess, parents probably want us to obey their word by doing it and not just hearing it, right? That makes sense. And you know that. In your heart of hearts, 16-year-old, 17-year-old, you figured it out now. 
maybe you just like to push your parents' buttons sometimes, but you know when your parents ask you to do something, what they want you to do. And we, for whatever reason, choose in our sin nature sometimes to disobey. But obedience is about our actions. It's not just about what we say. It's not just about saying we're going to do something than not doing it. It's about our action. It's not just acknowledging, okay? But number two, well, not number two, but the second bullet point, obedience is an action, but also obedience pleases the Lord. It pleases the Lord. Ephesians 6.1 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. We obey our parents in the Lord, because obeying our parents is ultimately obeying God, right? God commanded us in his word to do this thing, to obey our parents. So when we obey our parents, we're obeying God. We're obeying his word, and that pleases him, okay? If we go back to Ephesians uh, 6 and verse 5, when we talked about servants, and then verse 6, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, verse 7, with goodwill doing service as to the Lord and not to men. Servants and workers are to obey their bosses and their masters as unto the Lord. They obey their authorities as unto the Lord and not to men. Because ultimately, your authority, whoever that may be, we're talking about parents right now, has been put in authority by God. So someday, when you work a job, you're supposed to work like you're working unto God. Because essentially, you are. Not everybody is always going to have a job that they always like. Who has a job right now, like fast food or something? Several of you guys work. Okay. Do you want to do that job for the rest of your life? You you like that job? You can do that for the next 40, 45 years? Probably not. But it pays you money. Okay, so, so you do the job because you want to get paid and you may feel this way or that way about your boss, but you know what You know what God says? God says, you're not working for men. You're working for me, Christian. So when you're working, how about representing God and working under your authority as if you're working under God's authority? Because guess what? Your authority has been placed there by God's authority. See that? And so when you take that all and you put that into the context of parents, The same goes for them. We obey our parents as unto the Lord because they are in authority that God placed in your life. And if you love God, John 14 tells us, if you love God, keep my commandments, right? If you love me, keep my commandments. And so he's commanded us to obey our parents. Colossians 3, 22. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service, as men's pleasers. See, this is a parallel passage to Ephesians 6. But in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. See, we are to obey our authorities and our parents especially as we obey the Lord. So what I want you guys to see here tonight, and I don't know all of your situations, but I bet most of you have pretty good parents. Maybe some of you don't. I don't know where you come from. But here's the idea. If you have a problem with the authority of your parents, not the personality of your parents, If you have a problem with the authority of your parents, you ultimately have a problem with God because God is the one who put that authority in your life. Ephesians 6, 1, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. It is the right thing to do. When you obey your parents, you're obeying God and God says, this is right, this pleases me. Colossians 3, 20, children, obey your parents in all things for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. It pleases God to see you obey your your earthly parents because if you're a Christian, God is your heavenly father 
And so if you can learn to obey your physical parents, guess what? You'll be pretty darn good at obeying your heavenly father too. It pleases God to see you obeying the authority that he has placed in your life. Well, you don't know my parents, man, and, and they aren't Christians, and, and X, Y, Z, and blah. Well, no, I don't know your parents. You're right. But you know what? God says to obey your parents because of the authority that he has put in your life. And rebellion against authority never pleases God. You can mark that down. Rebellion never pleases God. Jeremiah 28, verse 16. You know, the children of Israel in the Old Testament, God calls Israel his son. And when Israel rebels against God's authority as their father, he hates it. And he punishes them frequently. Jeremiah 28 in verse 16 says, Therefore, thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will cast thee, talking about Israel, from off the face of the earth. This year thou shalt die because thou hast taught rebellion against the Lord. Rebellion. God does not like rebellion because it's anti-authority. It's anti-what God has set up. And in the Old Testament, every time Israel goes against God's authority and disobeys him. It angers God, and God always punishes Israel as his son. Um, we could look at different examples. I'll just give you one or two. Uh, do you guys remember when Moses goes up into the mount to get the law from God, and the people, Israel, start to freak out, and they ask Aaron to make them a golden calf? You guys remember that story? And the reason they ask him to make a golden calf is because those were the pagan gods that they worshipped in Egypt, and when they came out of Egypt and Moses disappeared for a few days and they were scared, so they just decided, let's go back to what we used to do. And so they make a golden calf and they start worshiping a, a golden cow that they made with their hands instead of the God who brought them out of Egypt, who brought them out of sin and bondage. You know what? That angered God. <laughs> and judgment and punishment followed. Um, there was these guys named the sons of Korah in the Old Testament and they came against Moses' authority once. And Moses was put in authority over Israel by God. And so when they questioned Moses' authority, whose authority were they ultimately questioning? God's, exactly. So God didn't like that. You know what he did to the sons of Korah? He, I don't even know what this means visually, but it literally says that the, the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them. <laughs> Sinkhole? I don't know. God does not like it when you challenge the authority that he has placed in your life because he puts them there for your good. You can see that by going further down into Romans 13. So, obey your parents. That is the simple thing. Obey your parents. Let me, can I give you my favorite verse about obeying your parents? My favorite one? Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 17. Here's, if there's any good reason to obey your parents, it's this one. The eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley shall pick it out and the young eagles shall eat it. So obey your parents if you don't want eagles to eat your eyes, okay? Fair? All right, let's keep going. Number two, that might be slightly out of context, but I like it. Number two, Ephesians 6 tells us to obey our parents and it tells us to honor our parents, right? Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Verse two, honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Obedience is an action. Honoring is an attitude. And they go hand in hand. Obedience and honoring go hand in hand. Obedience is an action. Honoring is an attitude. Honor means to reverence or respect someone, okay? 
Nobody's perfect. And so maybe you're one of the ones out there who's thinking, man, but I, I, I get what you're saying, but you still, you don't know my parents. Okay, I get it. Everyone is a person. Nobody is perfect. That includes parents. You know what? That includes you. You're probably not the perfect son or daughter all the time either, if you're honest with yourself. But you know what? You're not called to judge every single decision that your parents make. You're not. You're not, you're not called to judge everything they say and everything they do. You are called by God to obey them and to honor them, which means to respect them. And so the idea is this, and this goes with a lot of other contexts of authority, but especially with your parents. You know what you're honoring? You're respecting the position over the personality. And you know what? I don't say this because I think all of you guys have bad parents. I think most of you guys have fantastic parents. But if you find yourself in the camp where you're like, I just don't know that I can do that because you don't know my parents, listen, you are to honor the position that your parents have. Number one, they brought you into this world physically. You owe them your life, but but they... They're your parents. They're in authority by God, and you honor that position. And when we get to government in a couple weeks, you'll see that too. You can disagree with something and still honor or respect the position. That is something that has been lost the last two or three decades. Just because you disagree with something, not being able to honor or respect the position. That's something that we find in the Bible. Some parents are great parents, some are not so great. I understand that. We live in a fallen and broken world because of sin. But one thing is certain, the Bible commands us that you are to respect their position as parents and authorities in our life over whatever flawed personality they might have. Because we're all flawed. We all have flaws. We all sin. We all screw up. So obeying is an action, but it requires a right attitude to truly respect your parents and to honor them even if they might not be correct all the time. That's the difference. Anyone can obey just by physically doing an action that you are told to do. But honoring is the attitude behind it. Honoring is, why am I doing this? Or what am I saying in my heart as I'm doing it? That's the difference between simply obeying and obeying and honoring. Obeying is an action, but it requires the right attitude to truly honor and respect your parents. So I'm gonna give you guys the three keys to obedience. And we teach this in our children's ministry, so if you've never heard this, this is good for you. The three keys when somebody asks you to do something, especially your parents, is you're supposed to obey immediately, completely, and with the right heart attitude. Who knew that already? Is that familiar to anybody? Good, we got some FBC lifers in here. You obey immediately, completely, and with the right heart attitude. And that's where the honoring comes into play. We teach that in the farm. We teach them obey right away, all the way, and with the right heart, right? Completely, immediately, and with the right heart attitude. Because God not only wants you to follow the rules that your parents lay out, he wants you to honor and respect your parents for who they are. That's the idea behind this. It's not just blindly following rules because someone tells you to. And that's kind of where we've gotten to in the world today, where everybody is, question authority, question authority, rah, 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 I'm angry about something. It's, that's where we've gotten to, is if anybody tells me what to do, you're not in charge of me. Well, who is in charge? That's the whole point of the series. God is in charge, his word is in charge, and so he has delegated authority to people. And our parents, even though they might say some things you don't like sometimes, guess what? They know a few more things than you do. And they want to see you do well. They want to see you have uh, the best that you can have. And, and especially those of you who have good, godly Christian parents, they want to see you have God's best. 
And so we respect them and we honor them for who they are, the authority that God's placed in our life. But that's not all. It's not just about, okay, okay, I have to submit and I can't have any fun and I can't think for myself. No, of course not. Check this out. Honoring is rewarded by the Lord. It's rewarded. Did you know that good obedience and honoring actually gets rewarded in God's economy? I know nowadays it seems like, that we'll see this in a couple weeks when we study what the Bible has to say about government. And we say what, how God set it up and how true good rulers are supposed to rule. They're supposed to punish the, the disobedient. And they're supposed to actually lift up and exalt those who, are, who obey the law. I know nowadays it doesn't seem like anybody ever gets exalted for being good citizens and obeying the law. But in God's economy, when you honor and obey, you get rewarded for it. Look at, look at Ephesians 6 verse 2 again. Honor thy father and mother in parentheses, which is the first commandment with promise. There's a promise associated with this commandment. What is it? Well, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. So this is the first commandment that has a promise associated with it, and it's actually one of the original Ten Commandments from Exodus chapter 20. Exodus 20 and verse 12 tells us, Honor thy father and thy mother, colon, it keeps going, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. This is the first commandment that God gave that had a promise of blessing tagged along with it. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Deuteronomy 5.16, honor thy father and thy mother. See, by the way, this isn't some new thing. God set it up this way from the beginning. <laughs> honor thy father and thy mother as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee, authority, that thy days may be prolonged. And that it may go well with thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. God doesn't even say just do it because I said so. He could have. But he says do this because it's actually good for you too. It's good for you. See that? Why should we honor our parents? Well, first of all, because God said so. But second of all, you're going to get rewards, man. That's a good thing. If, you, if there's anything and you're like, man, I just don't know if I can do it. Okay, just be selfish then. And think, okay, well, if I honor my parents, I'll be rewarded someday. There, there you go. The Bible tells you three different times in the scripture, God promises a blessing by following this command. But here's the issue. The ultimate issue is, will you respect your parents or will you rebel against their authority? It's respect versus rebel. Because ultimately, as we've seen, God has ordained that authority. He's blessed it. Right? Romans 13, 1. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, parents, tonight. For there's no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. So if you rebel against them and you disrespect them, you're rebelling against and disrespecting God. That's how it works. That's how it works. Listen, if you show me a teenager who completely disrespects and completely disobeys their parents, I'll show you an adult 10 years later who has no respect for authority of any kind, including God and his word, guaranteed unless they find the Lord later and repent of their ways and, and come back to the Lord and try to reconcile with their parents, I'm telling you, you find a, a teenager your age who completely disrespects their, their parents, completely disobeys for them, has no care for them, 10 years, you'll have an adult who has no care for authority whatsoever of any kind, especially God in his word. This authority thing's a big deal. It's not just you need to obey your parents, you need to obey your parents. It, yes, you do. But it's because authority is much bigger than just you and your parents. <laughs> authority is a God issue. It's a God-sized issue. And if you can understand how authority works now, 
I'm telling you, not only will it make your life easier, but you'll be completely different from the world because the world is going in a way that's opposite of any kind of authority. Anyone who says structure and, and places rules, we, the world is against it. Because everyone, what did we learn last week? Everyone wants to be their own authority. Well, that doesn't work. That's not freedom. That's chaos. That's anarchy. God desires the best for you. And he placed parents in your life who desire the same thing for you. No one's perfect. We're not saying that. But your parents are exactly who God wants you to have in your life. So the question you need to ask is, are you going to obey and honor them? Or are you going to rebel and disrespect them? Which ultimately means you're rebelling against and disrespecting God. Because he's the one who put them there. God's in charge. We saw that last week and tonight. Which means his word is in charge. And so, since God and his word are in charge, that means your parents are in charge. That's who's in charge. And you know what? When you're 18 and you move out on your own and blah, 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 I know you'll do what you want. I'm telling you, though, when you get a little bit older, you're going to look back and you're going to be like, oh, that's why my parents did that. Oh, my parents were really looking out for me. My parents really did want what's best for me. It's really weird having a kid now, you guys. I'm starting to get, like, really introspective. <laughs> you just start thinking about things and, like, how I want to raise my son and all this stuff, I'm telling you, you'll be there before you know it. And you're going to look back and you'll be like, oh, you know what, maybe my parents weren't total jerks. Maybe they were looking out for me and I was just rebelling against authority. Maybe I was just being a dingus, right? If we just listen to God and realize God's my authority and the word that he's written is my authority. And so since God says in his word, my parents are in charge, I'm just going to submit to that. I'm just going to submit to God and I'm going to submit my, to my parents by obeying, which is an action, and by honoring them, which is an attitude. And if you can do that, God's word gives you a promise. He says you'll live long on the earth, and eagles will probably not eat your eyes out. I think that's a good place to end. Let's pray. God, I love you. I came, I, I come to you tonight. I just thank you for your word, God. Your word isn't just some high and lofty thing that we need degrees to understand. It's very, very practical. You give us instructions for our lives. You give us teaching that can benefit us and to help us through our lives. And Father, I just pray that through this series that everyone would come to understand how big of an issue authority is. Not just to you, but even in the world today, the world wants us to go against you and to go against your authority and, and, to, and to question all kinds of authority. But you have set up authority in a very specific delegated way. And so Father, if we can understand the biblical principles of authority and how you've set it up, we can truly understand who you are and what you want for us. And then we can be better followers of you. We can be better Christians. We can be better people if we'll simply just submit to the authority of your word and submit to the authorities that you've laid out for us as well. God, help us to learn from you. Help us to look inside. And if there's anything in us that, you know, if there's anyone in here who feels convicted tonight because maybe they, maybe they came here and they were just in a fight with their parents. I don't know. I know I did that a few times when I was in high school. Maybe they're feeling bad because, you know, they were having it out with their mom or their dad, and, and if they look back on it, then they, they just, you know what, they needed to just obey and, and honor them because you said to. God, I just pray that they would give that to you tonight, repent of that, and tonight when they leave, go back to their parents and ask them to forgive them and say, you know what, Mom, Dad, I was wrong. I need to obey you and honor you because, you're, because God's word says, and, and I wasn't doing that. And Lord, you're a loving father and your word says if, the, if we'll come to you and confess our sins, you're faithful and just and you'll forgive us our sins. And you know what? Our earthly parents are like that too. And if we know we screwed up and we just go and ask them for forgiveness, 
they'll forgive us because they're our parents and they love us. So Father, help us to, to love our parents, help us to obey and honor them, and help us to obey and honor you because you're our heavenly Father. I love you. I pray you'd be glorified and praised through this last song that we sing. It's in your name that I pray, amen.